Welcome to If Numbers Could Talk. If Numbers Could Talk is a part of the Thinkering Group. You can find us at thinkering.space. Please visit our website at thinkering.space. You'll find If Numbers Can Talk podcasts, the Thinkering Talks podcast, the ExoFathom podcast, Plank Talks with Joe. You can also visit us on our IGs, our Facebooks for each Thinkering Talks, Thinkering Podcast, ExoFathom, Plank Talks with Joe, and of course, If Numbers Could Talk. While you're on our website, please take the time to check out our merchandise. Also take the time to go over, if you'd like to see more merchandise, to teespring.com slash thinkering shops. If Numbers Can Talk is a podcast that we plan on talking about numbers. <laughs> and when I say numbers, we do our best to remove the emotion. We do our best to simply bring forth the things that are numeric, that make sense, that tell a story and put that story together. Today's episode is a little different than some of our other episodes. Uh, usually I'll take the time to compare numbers and use those numbers to compare players, compare careers, maybe even just compare a game, right? See how that went for you. See see who, who put up the most fight for that game, right? Well, today is, like I said, it's going to be different. Today, we're not going to compare any two people. We're only going to talk about one person. And that one person we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about their whole career. We're going to talk about one game. That one game is the second highest single point scored game in NBA history. That game took place on January 22nd of 2006. That game is Kobe Bryant's 81 point game. Now, the reason I chose to do it this way and the reason I chose Kobe's 81 point game is because just the Sunday that passed was Kobe Bryant's birthday. So to celebrate Kobe's birthday with anyone who care to partake in this with me, I'm taking the time to go over his 181-point game, the second most points scored in a single game. It's, it's a great feat. It was a great game to watch. If you have time, go to YouTube. It's there. Um, there's a bunch of articles written on it. There's a bunch of uh, viewpoints on it. And most of all, the game is there for you to watch and to lend your own opinion. This game was kind of interesting. Um, in 2006, this was a game where it took place on Fox Sports Net West, which would make sense because we're on the West Coast. And um, if you didn't have cable, you missed a lot of NBA games around this time, right? But if you knew someone or if you you know you knew where to go or oh, you you could catch some really good games and there was always a good game in the nba around this time there was sometimes there were just some boring games like you were like whoa these, this is what nba players look like and then there were games like this one where you were like um that was an incredible game i don't know how a human did that right 
when it's bef- when this game started, the Lakers team was 22 and 19, and the Raptors team was 14 and 27. Now, neither of these teams were really doing too much. Uh, it was <laughs> as described multiple times around that time. It was Kobe and a bunch of guys. Um, the Raptors had Jalen Rose, Mike James, uh, Chris Bosh was in his third year playing pretty nice, had a really, really good game. Um, but he was going against Lamar Odom, uh, Chris Mim, Andrew Bynum hadn't really Andrew Bynum yet. Right. Or had Andrew Bynum doubt. I can't remember which one it was, but he didn't play, but he was on the team. Kwame Brown was the, the center of our time. So that, that tells you a lot about the team. If you know, you know, you had Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, Devin George, Chris Mim. That was the team at the time, right? And um, it, it, it got to a point during this game. I mean, there was just things that Stu Lance, the, the, the play-by-play commentator, right? Um, <laughs> he was making statements like, you know, the, if the Lakers keep on this way, they don't want to get into a pace, like saying they don't want to, get the get the Raptors started the Raptors and the Raptors if you ask me they were playing small ball at the time and small ball wasn't really a thing but they were playing small ball there were times where you definitely uh looked and if you had an absolute big against them you were pretty much going to get beat up the floor I didn't necessarily mean it I think that's really if you ask me how they went from 0-9 to starting to get some W's and if you were a Raptors fan you were interested I think that's how that happened so I say all of that to bring us to this game that we are about that we are covering. Something else that was said, you know, I'm getting all the the verbiage, the emotional things out of the way first, right? Something else that was said during the game, Chris Rock was, uh, you know, they do celebrities and they go to the celebrities and they talk to him about the game. And Chris Rock said they asked Chris Rock if Kobe was the best player in the NBA, and um, <laughs> he said Kobe is the best player on a bad team. So he's the he said he was the best of the best players on a bad team. And then he went on to talk about Steve Nash and some of the other guys, <laughs> which at the time, fair, you know, fair. If you were watching the games and you knew what was going on, uh, Chris Rock's a Nick fan. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very interesting game. Um, in the second quarter, Kobe missed a free throw to uh, uh, to cut his streak at 62 free throws in a row. And it wasn't one of those games where you started, where when it started, you thought this is going to be a game I should watch. Um, however, if you knew much about, if you were watching Kobe that year, fourth quarters were kind of his thing. That That was really his thing. So the beginning of games really didn't, they rarely looked fun. You know, if it really looked like a game, you were going to hone in on with the Lakers at the time. And uh, in fact, some, some numbers to start with. In 2005-2006 season, Kobe Bryant had 715 fourth quarter points, which nobody's ever had so many fourth quarter points in a single season, I don't think since. But uh, I want to say for 10 years before that, which was around the time he got drafted. So that said, uh, that says to me, if you were a scout, if you were a coach, if you were the opposing player, just because they started slow, 
probably wanted to keep an eye on the guy who was averaging 30, who ended up averaging 35 points for that season, Kobe Bryant. Now let's start with the quarter by quarter breakdown for Kobe that day, that game. Kobe Bryant played 41 minutes and 56 seconds in his 81 point game. In the first quarter, he had 14 points of the team's 29. In the second quarter, he had 12 points of the team's 20. In the third quarter, he had 27 points of the team's 42. And in the fourth quarter, Kobe had 28 of the team's 31 points. So at halftime, Kobe had 26. And for the second half, he had 55, averaging a total of 81 points for this game. That is your quarter-by-quarter breakdown. Now, Kobe's minutes, as you see, weren't exactly sporadic. He played the majority of the game, 41 minutes, 56 seconds. However, let's go over his percentages. He had an extremely efficient game, like, there were shots, If again, there were shots that just shouldn't have gone in. There were shots that shouldn't have been shot. Um, there were a lot of times where he, he fought his way into traffic, and you know he was looking for the call, right? But maybe he didn't get the call sometimes, and he'd still make the bucket. So for two-point field goals, Kobe Bryant shot 46 shots, and he made 28 of 46 shots for a total of 60%. Kobe Bryant shot 60% when he scored 81 points, 60% for two pointers, three pointers. He shot 13 and made seven, seven for 13 from the three point line. Kobe Bryant was shooting 54% from the three point line. The night he scored 81 points. He also shot 20 free throws and made 18 of those for a total of 90%. So 60% from the field, 54% from the three, 90% from the free throw line. When he started hitting, he started hitting. When he started making his shots, there was no question. Now, that's what Kobe did that night. Now, let me tell you a little about what he did this season, which is why this should it shouldn't really be as surprising what kind of a game he had. The 81 points is incredible, right? But he was having an incredible season. One of these nights, this, this night was bet down, bet bound to happen less than a month before, I want to say maybe two weeks before, he had 62. So Kobe was showing you who he was. And if you were a scout for another team and you weren't actively trying to stop him, well, in fact, I don't even know what I'm saying. They were actively trying to stop him. Every scout in the league, their entire week was dedicated to figuring out what he was going to do and how to send you at him. And he still figured it out. So let, let me not even do that. I'm sorry. I, if you were an NBA scout or you were associated with NBA scouts and you see this, I apologize for what I was alluding to. I know for a fact they game plan for this man. There was nothing they could do about it, right? Now, in the season of 2005-2006, Kobe averaged 35.4 points, 5.3 assists, 4.5 rebounds. That might be the other way around. Nah. <laughs> 4.5 rebounds, 1.8 steals, 0.4 blocks with 3.1 turnovers and 2.9 foul, foul, fouls. 
percentage-wise, Kobe Bryant averaged 45% for the season from two, 35% for the season for three, and 85% for the season from free throw. So from the three, Kobe was having an average night, right? From the line, Kobe was having a, a little of above and above average night. It's from the field, however, the two-pointers, the layups, the, the couple of little dunks, right, the fast breaks. That's where he excelled the night he scored 81 points. He excelled in the fact that no matter what defense you threw at him, the ball was going in the hole. He shot 30. Let me make sure I read this correctly. I don't want anybody to come after me later, right? He shot 54% from the three. Average 35% from the three. Seven for 13. And if a guy's shooting 35% from the three and you let him get 13 of them off and a couple of them were wide open, maybe three. <laughs> maybe three of 13 were wide open, honestly. But those three he made, right? So he only had to hit four that you were defending, whether it was a close contest or a light contest. At that point, he had an average night from the three-point line. You gave him three of those, right? Now, let's talk about the stats for the night. Now, I gave you the percentages for the night. I gave you his total per quarter. I gave you the average for the season and the percentages for the season. But on the night, Kobe Bryant scored 81, shooting 60% from the field, 54% from the three, 90% from the free throw line. Kobe Bryant had 81 points. Six rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block, three turnovers, and he only committed one personal foul. That is the sign of a high-level, highly controlled player. I mean, I'm not saying that there was a lot of uh, uh, driving towards him, trying to bait him into the foul. But Kobe Bryant score 81, scores 81 points on you, and you only caused him to commit one personal foul. He was controlled the entire night. He was controlled. His shots were controlled. If you go look at the game, some of those shots you think, why, why did he fade that way? Why did he go that way? Listen, if you were on the right side, he went left. If you were on the left side, he went right. If you were dead center, he found a way to turn right around, spot up over top of you, hand over your hand, and eight times out of ten, he was going to the line. If he wasn't going to the line, nine times out of ten, that ball dropped into the bucket, and he was going. you were going the other way anyway, right? So what I'm saying is when I, talk, when, I, when, I, when I looked at these numbers and I had a discussion with these numbers, the first thing it said to me was people don't talk about the efficiency of this game. People don't talk about the efficiency of this game. They just talk about how impressive it is that someone scored 81 in one night. 81 in one night. That is amazing. But to be this efficient, 60% for 81 points from the field, 54% from the three-point line, 90% from the free throw line, you got 81 points. Now, to assists. Some people will say, oh, yeah, see, that's proof. Kobe didn't pass the ball. The man scored 81. And if you go look. I'm just going to go out here on a limb and say at a certain point when you're the coach and or the players on the team with the person, you're going to say to yourself, let me give the ball to the hot hand. At one point, the Lakers were down 18 points in this game. I want to say that was halftime. 
Now at halftime, Kobe scored had 26 points. The Lakers were down 18. In the third quarter alone, he scored more than he had in the second half. He plus, he plussed that by one, 27 points. In the fourth quarter, Kobe scored 28 points. Now, I'm not quite sure how good I am with understanding this, but uh, someone who scores at that rate, how did they not win the MVP that year? These numbers asked me that question. I just had to ask. I, I personally understand, you know, that there are other things that go into this, but the numbers were just curious because they know how much they're scrutinized. They know how much they've been looked over, right? Now, something that also is not discussed is not only did Kobe score 81, not only did Kobe score 27 in the third, 28 in the fourth, 55 points in one half. Kobe Bryant outscored the Toronto Raptors in the third and the fourth quarter. Not the LA Lakers. Kobe Bryant outscored the Toronto Raptors in the third quarter. Kobe Bryant had 27 points in the third quarter. The Toronto Raptors had 22 points. The numbers say to me that this was a controlled assassination of an entire zone defense. <laughs> this was 2006. So if you're listening and you hear this and you say zone defense in the NBA, yeah, it absolutely happened. In the fourth quarter, the Toronto Raptors had 19 points. Kobe Bryant had 28 points. I'm just, now don't get me misunderstood. The Lakers also ran some zone defense. The Lakers ran a two, three, and they ran uh, man defense. Two threes, a uh, shifting zone, I believe it was, a two three shifting zone. Um, now, the Toronto Raptors, at a certain point, of course, they realized, okay, the scout's done his job. Now the coaches have to do their job. Let's move some things around and try to run this guy off of his spot. So let's start when Kobe Bryant was not on the floor. The Lakers and the Raptors ran the exact same defenses when Kobe Bryant was not on the floor. The Raptors ran a 2-3. Sometimes they'd end up in a man defense when Kobe Bryant was not on the floor. However, when Kobe Bryant was on the floor, man. I'm, I remember watching the NBA back then, and there were a lot of different types of defenses, but I don't think I had ever noticed or ever saw. Maybe this didn't happen until this or except for this game. I don't remember seeing so many defenses out of one team in one game. Like they were scrambling to figure it out yet. And still they never doubled Kobe Bryant. One plus one equals two, two heads are better than one. Never happened. So when Kobe was on the floor, you saw the out of the Toronto Raptors, you saw a box in one, uh, you saw a three, two, he saw a scramble man. If anyone doesn't understand what that is, that's you. <laughs> They're scrambling back in transition, trying to man up. And unfortunately, early in the game, uh, the Lakers couldn't convert. I mean, get down to the bucket. Big man's down there. He doesn't even turn around to shoot. Next thing you know, he turns around to shoot. Oh, here comes the help defender. Pop, block. Um, it was very interesting. There was one point where... They were running man-to-man, uh, -man, but they were running full-court pressure on Kobe. And there was a point where everyone guarded Kobe. Uh, I remember seeing Jose Calderon. 
I think Mo Peterson, Mike James, Jalen Rose. I don't think Chris Bosh ever had that assignment that night. Uh, but it, it was it was incredible the number of defenders that could not change this man's drive. Now, to just to say, there were other guys on the team, of course, right? Kobe scored 81. The final score for the Lakers was 122. Uh, the final score for the Raptors was 104. So the other guys scored a little bit. You know, the next highest scorer behind 81 was Smush Parker with 13. The next scorer behind him was Chris Mim with 12. It wasn't until seven minutes left in the fourth quarter that Lamar Odom scored his uh, first bucket altogether. His, his very first shot came from um, a mid-range jump shot in the fourth quarter, seven minutes left to go in the game. All right. But it was at six minutes and 30 seconds to go left in the game. Um, that's when you knew. That That's when you knew. Um, Kobe had 61 points. Kobe had 61 points with six minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And you thought to yourself, whoa, this is incredible. Like we just saw him score 62. He's giving it to us again. He's going to break that. That was, 62 was his career high at the time. You know, he had just set that a month before. Or again, a couple of weeks before. I don't even think it was a month. I do not think it was a month. It, it may have been, uh, like I said, roughly two weeks. We had just saw him score 62. So at uh, six minutes and 30 seconds left, Kobe Bryant has 61 points. Now, uh, at the six minute mark, it became a career night. That's when he hit 62, 63. And you're like, whoa. We just watched him do it again. He just gave it. He just gave it to us. We just watched him do it again. But about 30 seconds later, you knew something else was happening. At the six minute and 25 second mark, Kobe Bryant had 67 points and he had become the number two single game uh, 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 most points scored number the you know position holder he had the the number two most points scored at 67 and he just kept going <laughs> i mean at, at this point it was no question the ball was being fed to kobe plays were being ran for kobe and there weren't no slice and triangle at this point it was give him the ball get out the way yeah the double team's coming he's still gonna score oh the triple team's coming he's gonna get between them he's gonna score oh he beat them he he fakes to the right Three guys run right. He goes back to the left. Layup, hop step, floater. It, it, it just happened that way. And if you don't believe me, go watch it. <laughs> go watch it. Um, so once Kobe made 67, it became a legendary night. It was a career night before. Five, at 62, five points after career, it became legend. And the legend grew and grew and grew and shot after shot and free throw after free throw. And it got to a point where I, I think they started fouling Kobe, or they started fouling in general, hoping he was being subbed out of the game. And he wasn't. He was just being sent to the line and shooting again and again. And then he hit 81, and then they pulled him out of the game. I remember this game because... 
the second quarter made a slow impact on the rest of the team. It was like he came out and he said, all right, hey, give me the ball, pop, one shot. All right, hey, oh, try to get you involved. Try to get you involved. Oh, that doesn't happen. Okay, here we go, another shot. Try to get you involved. Try to get you involved. Oh, that doesn't happen. Here, another shot. Oh, there you go. Okay, somebody got another one for me. Oh, here we go. Oh, move the ball, move the ball. Got you. Another guy got a bucket. Here we go. Okay, we got some rhythm. Second quarter, I think, is when it showed. That, that game... That game is a, the definition of a slow burn to me. Every time I watch it over, every time I think of it over, that game is the definition of not giving up and a slow burn. Mind you, that run I'm talking about in the second quarter that made that I believe is when Kobe started his run towards 81, um, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I believe that's when it started, when he came back in in the six-minute mark of the second quarter. Um it was interesting because they were still down big. They were still down 18. And I felt like, hey, we might have a chance based on the small run where Kobe Bryant scored 12 of 17 points in the second quarter. Come back in the third quarter, 27 to you. Okay. Come back in fourth quarter, boom, 28 to you. Where it was a freight, he was a freight train. Uh, before no, excuse me, because you can't say before LeBron James, right? So I can't even call him a freight train. Kobe was he was the black mamba, he was a skilled assassin, swift. You didn't know which way he was gonna go, but you knew it was coming. Um, I want to say around this time, mamba mentality had just become a thing. He had just become the Black Mamba. He was still number eight. He was still number eight when he scored 81, if you do not know that. Kobe was still number eight. They were wearing the uh, Christmas whites, you know? This was my final year in high school. So it impacted me big. It was uh, probably one of the greatest games to watch over and over and to discuss with your friends at the time. But... What I must say about number eight, number 24, what I must say about the night he scored 81, the night Kobe Bryant scored 81, it didn't just show that basketball was still fun to watch. Again, it was a slow burn. It, it showed that no matter what, like at the time, there was a lot going on. People were saying a lot, oh, Kobe, Kobe's a ball hog. He'll never be as good as, and you know, his, his game was kind of being questioned because of the turmoil after the shakeup, you know, after the three-peat, everything, everything. But watch, I'll say, I'll give it to you again. Kobe Bryant in 2005, 2006, to prove a point that I believe this, this, year the 2005-2006 season for Kobe Bryant was to prove a point okay that point Kobe proved was I can score 35 points get five boards dish four assists block the ball steal the ball and guess what there's nothing you could do about it you better stop the rest of these guys because <laughs> you're not stopping me not stopping me. So 
I come to the conclusion, believing that these numbers say to me and say to everyone that the 81 points, the 81 points doesn't say be great at basketball. It says be great at everything you attempt. There were no short motions. There was no half movements. I believe if Kobe had of tried to showboat on some of those moves, you know, he had a couple up and unders, double hand dunks. There was nothing showboaty though. I think if he had to try to, and I've heard it said before by uh, guys like Jalen Rose who guarded him that game. Um, had he, yeah, had he tried to, you know, put some of the extra moves that we knew he had at the time, it probably wouldn't have hit, he probably wouldn't have hit 81. He may not have hit 62. But he was methodic. He was swift, slow to kill at the same time. And from quarter two to quarter four, the assassination was real. It was real. And um, I'm grateful to have watched that game. Uh, yesterday was Mamba Day. Sunday was Kobe Bryant's birthday. It's still 2020. So, you know, it hasn't been long. It's still 2020. So, um, January 22nd, 2006, we witnessed a legendary performance by the late, great Kobe Bryant, 81 points. I appreciate you for hanging out with me through this time, for going through these numbers, numbers with me, numbers, <laughs> for going through these numbers with me. And uh, by all means, take the time to visit us over at thinkering.space. Visit our Facebooks, Thinkering Podcasts, Thinkering Talks, ExoFathom Podcasts, Plank Talks with Joe, If Numbers Could Talk. Visit us on our IG. Please visit teespring.com. Check out some of our merchandise over there, teespring.com slash thinkeringshop. And take the time to send us some emails, send us some thoughts, give us some suggestions, whatever you think, whatever you would like to say, whatever you would like to share. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on our site and on and follow us on all socials. We'll be sure to do the same. Uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. And um, let's figure this thing out together because the numbers. They're getting us some somewhere in life, and if we don't understand where they're getting us. We'll just be sitting ducks. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. Have a great one.